Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Now, we're in Acts chapter 5. If if you remember in the previous episode, we saw where the religious rulers were cut to the quick at the word of the apostles, and they intended to kill them. That's what they wanted to do. And apparently they started making plans and discussing it openly, because the very next verse, Acts chapter 5, verse 34, says this, But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, respected by all the people, stood up in the council and gave orders to put the men outside for a short time. So I, I mentioned in the previous episode that a calmer mind arose, and this is him. Okay, Pay attention to this Gamaliel. We will see him later. Okay, But notice what he is. He's a Pharisee. He's part of the council, but the council is predominantly, my understanding is, made up of Sadducees, more progressives, more liberals. <laughs> Nothing's changed, has it? And so here's a Pharisee who would or consider to be more conservative because they actually believe the Word of God. Okay, And he's described here as a teacher of the law. He's a teacher of the law. He's respected by all the people. So he's respected by all the parties, all the people involved. And he stood up in the council. And he gave orders. So he stood up got their attention, and he gave orders to put the men out for a short time, the apostles. So he had some power and some authority to do exactly that. So why did he stand up? Why did he dismiss them? Well, we're about to see, right? Verse 35. And Gamaliel said to them, Men of Israel. So who's he talking to now? He's talking to the council. Men of Israel, take care what you propose to do with these men. Now, what were they proposing to do? Yeah, they were proposing to kill him. (laughs) Okay. And he's saying, you better take care of this. And he tells them why. Verse 36. For some time ago, Theodius rose up, claiming to be somebody, and a group of about 400 men joined up with him. But he was killed, and all who followed him were dispersed and came to nothing. So he's given an example right here of a guy who rose up and he describes him as this, claiming to be somebody. Well, who would this somebody be that he claimed to be? Well, who were the apostles claiming that Jesus was? Yeah, yeah, the Messiah, the anointed one, the Christ. And so it's probably the same type of thing. He would not have used an inferior example if there was an example of someone who popped up claiming to be the Christ. And that's likely what's going on here. And he had a group, 400 men. That's not a small group. 400 men that followed him. But he was killed, and then all those people dispersed. No description, no explanation of what happened. That's it. Verse 37. After this man, Judas of Galilee rose up in the days of the census and drew away people after him. He too perished, and all those who followed him were scattered. So it's the same type of thing. This is not Judas that followed Jesus. This is Judas of Galilee. And he said he rose up the same way as the year of the census. Oh, there's all sorts of great debate as to which census it was, this or that. It doesn't matter. 
but it's very defined to these people. They would have known the example that their attention is being drawn to. They would have known what's being said. Same thing happened. He died, and all the people that were following him were scattered. Verse 38. So in the present case, I say to you, stay away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or action is of men, it will be overthrown. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them, or else you may even be found fighting against God. Now, is this not wisdom here from Gamaliel? This is wisdom based upon experience so far, what they've seen. This is also wisdom because Gamaliel is sitting there looking at these things. He's examining these things. He's thinking. He's a teacher of the law. You're going to find out that he was a key primary teacher of the law. Okay, we'll see later. And uh, he knew the law. So he knew what the scripture says. He's looking at what's happened here in the life of Jesus, all these things. And he's thinking, could this be true? Is this what's going on? Is this what has happened? Is this what is happening? So he's saying, hey, in this present case right here, you need to stay away from these guys. Because if it's just something that these guys are whipping up and it's some type of magician trick that they were able to do to heal the guys, something like that, then this action is going to be overthrown by men. In other words, it will be revealed and they'll deal away with it. They'll, they'll kill them and the, and the followers will get scattered, okay? But if it is from God, start with, you're not going to be able to overthrow them if it's from God. That's what he says right here, point blank. You will not be able to overthrow them. Or, second point, or else you may even be found fighting against God. Not only would you not be able to overthrow them and fighting them, you may find yourself in the position that you're actually fighting against God. Let me tell you what, folks. There's a lot of, particularly the contemporary Western church that's doing exactly this. They are fighting against God. Because they're coming along declaring, oh, well, God doesn't move that way anymore. God doesn't do this kind of stuff. You don't need to believe this portion of the scripture. That was for a, a past time, but it's not for us today. All that kind of nonsense. And they're literally fighting against God. Now, these last three verses, Acts 5. They took his advice. And after calling the apostles in, they flogged them and ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and then released them. They had already ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus. The apostles said, what are we going to do, listen to you or listen to God? And now when Gamaliel comes along and gives them really good advice, they say, okay, we're going to take your advice, but first, we're going to get our pound of flesh out of them. That's literally what's happened here. They beat them. So now they beat them and order them not to speak. Well, I assume that's better than getting killed, because that's the point. It shows you the intensity of what was going on. That's where they were, and Gamaliel, by speaking this, did gain their lives. But they were so mad, they're so fear-filled, they're so irritated and so scared, they beat them and ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and then released them. And I'll guarantee you that that's, this is the religious mindset. You know, okay, we're going to try to put the fear of God in you, maybe you'll behave. How do you think the apostles reacted? This is one of the most powerful portions of Scripture. Listen carefully to this. Verse 41 and 42. So they went on their way, the apostles, from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they had been considered worthy to suffer shame for his name. 
They're rejoicing. They're rejoicing that they were suffering shame. What kind of shame? Where's the, there's the shame of the flogging, because they would have pretty well have stripped them, if not stripped them. And they beat them publicly to humiliate them, to hurt them, to harm them, to belittle them in the eyes of the populace. And what was their response? They're going their own way, rejoicing that they had been considered worthy to suffer for his name. See, the suffering was for the name of the Lord Jesus. But wait, there's more. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they kept right on teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. They did not back down. Even though they had been ordered by the powers that be, religious powers that be, even though they had been beaten by them, they kept right on teaching and preaching. And notice where they did it. In the temple and from house to house. Everywhere they were, they kept right on teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. This is what we're supposed to be doing, folks. We're supposed to be doing it in the temple. We're supposed to be doing it from house to house. We're supposed to be doing it, according to Matthew 28, as we are going, teaching, preaching, standing firm in that which God has called each and every one of us to do. Which begs the question, are we doing it? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.